Let's read Judges chapter 9, verses 1 through 25. In this first half of Judges 9, we have the account of Abimelech's three-year rule over Israel. Abimelech was one of the many sons of Gideon. Judges chapter 9, beginning at verse 1. Then Abimelech, the son of Jerobel, that is Gideon, went to Shechem, to his mother's brothers, and spoke with them and with all the family of the house of his mother's father, saying, Please speak in the hearing of all the men of Shechem. Which is better for you, that all seventy of the sons of Jerobel reign over you, or that one reign over you? Remember that I am your own flesh and bone. And his mother's brother spoke all these words concerning him in the hearing of all the men of Shechem. And their heart was inclined to follow Abimelech, for they said, He is our brother. So they gave him seventy shekels of silver from the temple of Berberith, with which Abimelech hired worthless and reckless men, and they followed him. Then he went to his father's house at Ophrah and killed his brothers, the seventy sons of Jerobel, on one stone. But Jotham, the youngest son of Jerobel, was left because he hid himself. And all the men of Shechem gathered together, all of Beth Milo, and they went and made Abimelech king beside the terebinth tree at the pillar that was in Shechem. Now when they told Jotham, he went and stood on the top of Mount Gerizim and lifted his voice and cried out. And he said to them, Listen to me, you men of Shechem, that God may listen to you. The trees once went forth to anoint a king over them. And they said to the olive tree, Reign over us. But the olive tree said to them, Should I cease giving my oil, with which they honor God and men, and go to sway over trees? Then the trees said to the fig tree, You come and reign over us. But the fig tree said to them, Should I cease my sweetness and my good fruit, and go to sway over trees? Then the tree said to the vine, You come and reign over us. But the vine said to them, Should I cease my new wine, which cheers both God and men, and go to sway over trees? Then all the trees said to the bramble, You come and reign over us. And the bramble said to the trees, If in truth you anoint me as king over you, then come and take shelter in my shade. But if not, let fire come out of the bramble and devour the cedars of Lebanon. Now therefore, if you have acted in truth and sincerity in making Abimelech king, and if you have dealt well with Jerobel and his house and have done to him as he deserves, for my father fought for you, risked his life, and delivered you out of the hand of Midian, but you have risen up against my father's house this day and killed his 70 sons on one stone and made Abimelech, the son of his female servant, king over the men of Shechem, because he is your brother. If then you have acted in truth and sincerity with Jerobel and with his house this day, then rejoice in Abimelech and let him also rejoice in you. But if not, let fire come from Abimelech and devour the men of Shechem and Beth Milo. And let fire come from the men of Shechem and from Beth Milo and devour Abimelech. And Jotham ran away and fled, and he went to Beer and dwelt there for fear of Abimelech his brother. After Abimelech had reigned over Israel three years, God sent a spirit of ill will between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. And the men of Shechem dealt treacherously with Abimelech, that the crime done to the seventy sons of Jerobel might be settled, and their blood be laid on Abimelech their brother who killed them, and on the men of Shechem who aided him in the killing of his brothers." And the men of Shechem set men in ambush against him on the tops of the mountains, and they robbed all who passed by them along that way. And it was told Abimelech. All right, let's begin this first half of Judges chapter 9 with some background notes. The last days of Gideon were not his best days as a judge in Israel. 
That's an understatement for sure. Gideon wrongly set up a golden ephod in his hometown, and it became an idol and a snare for all of Israel, including his own household. And that household would have included Abimelech, the son of Gideon's concubine in Shechem. Gideon had departed from God's standards for marriage and taken many wives and concubines. Look back at chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. Gideon had 70 sons who were his own offspring, for he had many wives, and his concubine who was in Shechem also bore him a son whose name he called Abimelech. The name Abimelech means, my father is king. Gideon had said, back in chapter 8, that he would not rule as king in Israel because God was to rule as king. But we see that Gideon fell from that noble way of thinking. He even named his son Abimelech, my father is king. No wonder we have the sad results here in chapter 9. Abimelech was such an evil ruler that many do not even consider him as one of the judges in Israel even though he did rule over Israel for three years. Abimelech went to his relatives in Shechem, the hometown of his mother, and sweet-talked them into campaigning for him. As a result, Abimelech was made king at Shechem. that ring a bell? Shechem? A number of biblical events had already taken place at Shechem. Abraham had stopped at Shechem when he came into the land. Jacob's well was at Shechem. Jacob's sons had massacred the inhabitants of this city years before. Shechem was the place where the Mosaic Covenant was ratified when Israel came into the land, Joshua chapter 8. Shechem was the place where Joseph's bones were finally buried after being carried for 40 years through the wilderness, Joshua chapter 24. All this took place at Shechem. And now Abimelech is proclaimed king over Shechem. As soon as Abimelech became ruler, he had all of his half-brothers killed. But the youngest son, Jotham, escaped and pronounced a curse upon Abimelech. And it wasn't long before there was a falling out between Abimelech and the people of Shechem. Verse 25 indicates that the men of Shechem robbed all who were passing through the crossroads of Shechem thus depriving Abimelech of the taxes that he normally would collect from travelers. So, so much for background. Let's move now to our doctrinal teaching points. Doctrinal point number one, bad choices result in bad fallout. Bad choices result in bad fallout. We certainly see that lesson taught in this chapter, don't we? Galatians 6-7 says, Be not deceived, God is not mocked, for whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. That biblical truth is certainly illustrated here in Judges chapter 9. Abimelech reaped what he sowed, and the people of Shechem reaped what they had sown by their choice of Abimelech. And they had been warned by Jotham. After Abimelech had slaughtered his 70 brothers, Jotham, the youngest brother who had escaped, went to the top of Mount Gerizim and called out a parable to the people in the city of Shechem below. In the parable, the people were likened to trees looking for a king. The olive tree, the fig tree, and the vine all refused to leave their God-given roles to become king. So the trees turned to the bramble bush or buckthorn 
or thorn bush, which could give no shade or fruit, and the bramble, an obvious reference to Abimelech, became king over the trees. That bad choice would result in bad fallout. The bramble bush or buckthorn or thorn bush, it was a scraggly, thorny bush and good only for fueling cooking fires. And in the case of fire in the fields, this dry bramble bush could bring about devastating results in a very short time. So the meaning of the parable was obvious, and it literally came true, as we'll see at the end of the chapter, when Abimelech set the tower of Shechem on fire and a thousand men and women died in that fire. Bad choices result in bad fallout. That was true in the days of the judges. It's true today. Let's be careful about the choices we make. Let's not be deceived by the flesh. Listen to what the Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter 7, verse 18. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh, nothing good dwells. And then in verse 19, he said, For the good that I will to do, I do not do, but the evil I will not to do, that I practice. You know, Abimelech could be a spiritual picture of the flesh here, wanting to rule over us and dominate our choices. So watch out. Let's think through our decisions and make sure we are following God's will. Bad choices result in bad fallout. Doctrinal point number two. God controls even the evil spirits. God controls even the evil spirits. In verse 23, we read that God sent a spirit of ill will or evil spirit between Abimelech and the men of Shechem. God sent an evil spirit? Wait a minute. What's the Bible teaching here anyway? The Bible is teaching that everything is under God's control, including the evil demonic spirits. In 1 Samuel chapter 16 and verse 14, we read, But the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul, and a distressing or evil spirit from the Lord troubled him. And in 1 Kings chapter 22 verse 23, we read that the prophet Micaiah said to wicked King Ahab, The Lord has put a lying spirit in the mouth of all these prophets of yours, and the Lord has declared disaster against you. And more scriptures we could read in this connection. So the Bible teaches that God controls everything, including evil demonic spirits. Even Satan himself is under the control of God, as we clearly see in the first two chapters of the book of Job. Now, this does not mean that God is to blame for the evil. No way. But God allows evil at the present time, and because God is always in complete control, he is able to use evil to accomplish his purposes. And that's what we see here. God allowed an evil spirit to cause a falling out between Abimelech and the people of Shechem. Now, notice the purpose in verse 24 that the crime done to the 70 sons of Jeroboam might be settled, and their blood be laid on Abimelech, their brother, who killed them, and on the men of Shechem, who aided him in the killing of his brothers. Ephesians 1.11 says, God works all things after the counsel of his will. There's nothing out of God's control. 
God controls even the evil spirits. What about practical application from this first half of Judges 9? Watch out for smooth-talking brambles. Watch out for smooth-talking brambles. Abimelech was a smooth-talking bramble bush, wasn't he? No fruit, no shade, thorns, no proven record, only smooth talk. And the people of Shechem swallowed his line completely and reaped the sad consequences. What a lesson for us. Watch out for smooth-talking brambles. This not only applies to buying used cars, but also to choosing church leaders. We're all familiar with slick used car salesmen, right? Well, watch out for smooth-talking brambles when you're recognizing elders and selecting leaders in the church. Many sad examples could be given here. Proven record is what you look for, not smooth talk. Let me ask you, would you trust a draft dodger as a military leader? <laughs> now that sounds like I'm making a political statement here, doesn't it? Well, if the shoe fits, so be it. But this is not meant to be a political statement. It's a principle. Why is it not safe to follow a draft dodger as a military leader? No proven record, only talk. Watch out for smooth-talking brambles. Anywhere, including the church, watch out for smooth-talking brambles.